All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We've got OJ McDuffie, longtime Miami Dolphins receiver, host of the Fish Tank Podcast. OJ, how's everything going? Hey, I can't complain, man. You know, I'm uh, I'm uh, doing pretty good, man. Just had a nice Father's Day with my family and everything a little while ago, and you know, just, just trying to survive in this tough, this tough environment these days. Yeah, and then, and then down there in Florida, I heard is it is everybody being safe? I know a lot of a lot there's a big a lot of cases coming up there. Yeah, some are, some aren't, man, uh-huh. and that's that's a big problem, man. If we're not all doing it. I mean, yeah. we're all going to be in a little bit of trouble. And Absolutely. Or yeah. to be in the hot spot that it is, man, it's, it's uh, very, very, very rough out there right now. Definitely. Definitely. Hopefully people are noticing and finally being responsible, and hopefully like, we can just get, get past this as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to ask you a little bit about your early on career. So how did you end up at Penn State? Um, long story, man. I mean, I, 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 we had some really good high school football teams. You know, my high school team, Hawkins School, and just outside of Cleveland was really good. And, you know, we, we lost three games in three years, uh, two of them in title games, but unfortunately. <laughs> but, I mean, and the fact that we played so well, our school got a lot of attention. Cool. We got a lot of attention. So I, that ended up meaning I got a lot of attention as an individual player on that team and, you know, had a lot of scholarship offers. I had somewhere over 70, 75 scholarship offers. Oh, to wow. Football and, you know, some to play baseball and some to play basketball. And just in, in Ohio, you play everything. It's, the, the mailman the mailman was probably like, another one? Right, right, right. <laughs> and so uh, so that's how that um, – so at that point, you know, it came down to narrowing it down to 20, down to 10, and then down to 5. And uh, my last five were Penn State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, and UCLA. And so um, then it came down to two. Ohio State was my, my number one, being oh, an wow. Ohio kid and growing up a Buckeye fan. Um, and they fired Earl Bruce, who was one of my favorite coaches of all time, uh, growing up, you know, watching Ohio State. And they fired him right before I was coming out of, uh, mm-hmm. out of high school. They brought in John Cooper. Uh, we just didn't mix very well. So uh, that really took it back to my, the next two, which was Notre Dame and Penn State. So he's in Lou Holtz or Joe Paterno. And uh, Joe Paterno won out by a landslide for me. Was there any animosity to everybody you grew up with for you going to Penn State? No, you know what? There were a few guys. You know, it's hard to leave the state of Ohio. You know, such a great uh, football hotbed. But at the same time, though, they understood about the timing with Coach Cooper coming in after, you know, Coach Earl Bruce just got fired. So they understood why I was leaving the state. So I was – I got lucky. That's awesome. (laughs) And I saw that you also played baseball for a year? I did. I played two years of baseball at Penn State. Oh, wow. Um, Got drafted by the California Angels after my sophomore year. you know, signing bonus wasn't big enough, so I decided that football was the way for me to go and make some money for my family at that point. So I started focusing solely on football at that point. And then at what point in your, your playing football there did you kind of realize, okay, the NFL is a legit possibility? Well, I think it started my junior year. So I played a little bit my freshman year, got hurt very beginning of my sophomore year. So I redshirt. That was my first redshirt year. And then uh, so uh, going into my junior year, but sophomore year of eligibility, uh, I started hearing some chirps about, you know, first of all, I, started, I was starting at that point, which yeah. helped out a lot. And then the next two years worked out great for me where I was, you know, putting up big numbers. Kerry Collins came in, so I had a, a really solid quarterback uh, from a team that ran the ball mostly. We turned into a team that threw the ball a lot. And so when I started hearing that, um, I, I figured I had a good shot at the NFL. Uh, we played in the Fiesta Bowl against a really good Tennessee team that had, you know, a bunch of guys that, that were going to get drafted. I had a big game there. Uh, so at that point, I knew there was going to be a good opportunity for me to get an opportunity in the NFL. And at what point from did it get from getting an opportunity to, holy crap, I might be a first-round pick? Yeah, that was the whole point. Like, after the Fiesta Bowl, that was my junior year of eligibility. I talked to Joe Paterno. I met him in his hotel room when we were still in Phoenix, Arizona. 
and uh, told him, you know, coach, I want to come back to Penn State. And he said, well, wait a minute, let me do some research, see where you're going to get drafted. You know, and he came back with information saying that I was going to get drafted anywhere from first to second round. I said, well, if it's going to be a, a question, maybe second round, I'm going to come back and try to solidify a first round, you know, spot. And so that's what I did. Came back my senior year, had a, had a, had a good year, had a good team. Um, and so that kind of solidified my position in the first round. At any point in your senior year, were you kind of hesitant about maybe playing deep in just because you knew the NFL was coming so quickly? No, man. I just, all the games, I mean, I just love college football. That's, that's, that's the best time I had playing football when we were in college. And so I wanted, I wanted even more games <laughs> if I could get some more. You know, I see these guys now that kind of sit out, yeah. you know, uh, bowl games or all this yeah. stuff. That would have never been me, man. I want more. The more college football I can get, the the better. I actually played in, a, in an All Star game in Japan and hurt my knee my oh, wow. senior year, and so I still got lucky to stay in that first round, even though I tore my PCL in Japan. Oh wow! But I was still trying to get more football in. You know, so, did, did, did were you able to express to the people in Japan that you you messed up your knee, or they were like, "Oh no, he's fine, he's fine, you're good." No, yeah. So I hurt it in the game. So all week long, I was great. You know, and then we got in the game, played in the Tokyo Dome, and that turf was like concrete. You know. So I uh, tore, my, tore my PCL somewhere halfway through that game, and uh, you know, they took me out. They knew, I mean, obviously we're – all the guys that were there were going to be draft picks. Yeah. You know? So there was all the guys. There were like 44 guys there, all 50 guys. They're all going to be draft picks. So, you know, they have to protect our, uh, our investment. Yeah. And then so what was your draft process like? Um, draft process for me was pretty simple. You know, I didn't have any visits. I didn't have um, – you know, uh, the same weekend we had draft, I was actually at Penn State for their blue-white uh, game. They have their annual spring game. And so I was there. Our draft was on Sunday. You know, the first round started on Sunday afternoon and then, you know, went on through the week. Not like it is now, prime time, Thursday, Friday. You know, it's big time now. Um, I mean, I've, I've talked to some other guys that have been drafted. And they got a phone call. Or they heard it on the radio. So some older guys that played for 72 teams, you know. So <laughs> at least wild. we got some TV time. Um, so I was at Penn State all weekend. I got up and drove home to Cleveland, Ohio, Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, I knew I wasn't going to go top pick as a receiver. There were guys like um, Curtis Conway, who was coming out, who's going to be a top 10 pick. A guy named Sean Dawkins was coming out, who's going to be a pick before me. And I knew I was supposed to be the third receiver taken. So I got home and I was just, I was exhausted, man. So I took a nap. <laughs> I took a nap. <laughs> just. To, because I partied a little too much at Penn State the night before, I think. Yeah. So. That's a good time to. And then, so did they have like a live draft green room or anything? Or was it very small? Or No, I was at my home on my couch. So I didn't go anywhere. I went home, laid on my couch. Me and my mom, there was a small little TV crew there because uh, oh, wow. my high school, a young lady went to my high school, actually worked for one of the local stations. Oh, cool. She asked if she can come over and, and, and film it because nobody in my high school has ever been drafted. Playing oh, wow. So um, So I said, sure, but man, when – I was so tired, man. And then, so I just, you know, I just sat there and relaxed, laid down, fell asleep. And then uh, my mom woke me up around the 20th pick and I still hadn't had a phone call or anything, you know? So I knew I wasn't going anywhere before that. So it was perfect timing for me. I thought you were gonna say the Dolphins called and I was asleep and I went to voicemail. No, nah, we're, yo, <laughs> yo, I don't even know if we have voicemail back then, Zach. It was, <laughs> was just right the, answer, the answering machine. That's press, right. Press the, the dial. And have you, have you ever, did you work out for the Dolphins? Did you ever been to Miami? No, I, well, I just came from Miami in a bowl game. We played okay. in Stanford in a bowl game there. So we played in, in the last, uh, not in the last, but the Blockbuster Bowl. And from there, that's when I went out to Japan. And then I got back, went to Combine, didn't work out because I hurt my knee. Oh, wow. Just did all the interviews and things like that. But I had no idea there was any interest 
uh, from the Dolphins at all. I was told I was going to San Diego at 22, you know, so that was my, that was my thought process. They got good weather there too. Great I weather know. <laughs> and that was a thing for me too. You know, I wanted to go close to home, yep. you know, Cleveland, Cincinnati, even Pittsburgh or Philadelphia because I went to school at Penn State. Or I wanted to go warm. So I, I got warm, which is yeah. good. Because I'm always thinking about it now, like for, for, for draft picks, like Miami's got to be at the top of everybody's list. It's it's got to be like two to two got that phone call. He's yeah. like, we're good to go. That's yeah. that, that's that's wise. What was your first impression when you got to South Beach? It's hot, too damn hot, <laughs> way too damn hot, man. You know, and it was um, they had it was in April, and they were having a mini camp, and you know it was like they wanted to do a photo shoot on the beach. Uh, man, I was on the beach sweating so bad, man. They had me. <laughs> My luggage got lost by the airline and brought me down, so I had to go rent some clothes. And I had, it was actually a tuxedo, so I was actually – I was melting on the – you know, I was like, damn, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off, man. You know, it's, it's too damn hot down here. That's for damn sure. So even with the ocean breeze, it's still hot as hell? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hot too. That's what right? they tell you. They say, no, 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 the ocean breeze, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. No, you're still sweating. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. And I saw that early on in your career, so they had you on special teams and you played receiver. Was that, was that kind of something they brought about or were, were you interested in playing both? Well, yeah, you know what I mean? For me, just he'd get an opportunity to um, – you know, to play at all with that team, the team that I played on or played with, the guys I played with, man, were so yeah. stacked, you know. I got there and, you know, Duper was still in camp. You know, we had just picked up Mark um, Mark Ingram and Irvin Fryer and Tony Martin was still on the team. Guys like, uh, you know, Scott Miller, Freddie Banks. I mean, our team was stacked. So I originally came on as a return guy. And that's what they really wanted me to do originally until, you know, I got my opportunity, you know, to play in wide receiver. But it was a, it was a crowded – wide receiver room, and, you know, until I got my opportunity, you know, I just returned kicks, played on special teams, and then towards the end of the season, I got more opportunities on offense. What was your first interaction like with Marino? Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, he's a pit guy. I'm a Penn State guy. We don't like each other naturally, <laughs> you know. So, uh, <laughs> so it took him a little while to even think about throwing me the football. Uh, but, no, honestly, man, it was, it was pretty cool, man. That's awesome. You know, in college, you play all these video games. You know, you play, you know, Madden, and you're using these guys in these games, you know, and how great they are, and then they're on your team. All of a sudden, you're playing in, on their team. You're in the same locker room with them. And uh, so it was like – it was uh, it was big time, man. He's a big time dude, man. And, you know, he's a superstar. And, and, you know, anybody that can sell isotoner gloves in South Florida, you know <laughs> he's the man. You know, he's the man. You can sell winter gloves in Florida, you know you're the man. So that, that was the way it was, man. It was pretty cool. Were there any added, like, distractions for you guys since, like, South Beach is right there that you guys were like, all right, we, we, we can go out, but we got to make sure we got to focus on football? Well, I think South Beach is a big problem for a lot of young guys. Interesting. You know I mean? No matter what sports you play, um, yeah. just South Florida in general, man. It's a, I mean, it doesn't close. Seven days a week, there's something you can do and get into yeah. until late hours of night, you know, and I think that's a, it's a huge distraction, especially down here with no responsibility. So I came down here with no kids, no wife, you know, had a nice signing bonus, like money in my pocket. So that's always a distraction for, for young guys coming into any league down here or anybody comes down here as a youngin with uh, just money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah. uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, I mean, you think about it, you know, they talk about it in, in football, South Beach, the 12th man, you know, if the other team decides they want to step out for a little bit, you know what I mean, or basketball is the sixth man, the teams that come in to play the heat or, uh, you know, go out the night before, it's, it's, it's a rough one, man, because it doesn't – it really doesn't close until last people go. That's why they always say that James Harden never plays the heat well. I mean, I'm like, oh, I know, I know, I know why. <laughs>
That's right. That's wild. And then, so when did you, was there an adjustment period for when, when you started kind of at towards the end of your first season, when you started getting more reps, more rep receiver, when did you really feel like, okay, like I'm ready? Yeah. Here's the thing about it. You know, Scott Miller, I talked about a little bit. He was a return guy, which is amazing. He was a, their return guy. When I got there, he's also one of the receivers that was there, but he told me like straight up, he's like, man, the best way to get on the field is to learn every single position, you know? And so that's what I did. I jumped into that playbook and made sure I knew every single position. And, you know, when I got the opportunities, you know, you got to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And that's what Danny needs. Danny needs that you, you be able to count on you and rely on you to be where you're supposed to be. You can't make Danny look bad or it's going to be a problem, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so with Scott, Scott told me, you know, even a guy that I was battling for his position, there to take, probably take his job as a return guy and probably take his job as maybe a fourth or fifth receiver on that team at that point. And so I just started, you know, getting into that playbook getting a few more reps throughout the season with that, with the first group or definitely with the second group. I was running with the second group a lot. Then I get, you know, guys started getting a little banged up. I get more opportunities, yeah. you know, showing up on film, being in the right place at the right time. And then Danny got over that Pitt versus Penn State thing. And next thing you know, we were vibing on the same page a lot of times. I have a question. Speaking of guys getting banged up, I saw you only missed one game in your first six years. Yeah, you know, and I don't even – I think I got hurt um, – I want to say I got hurt in a New England game. Um, Danny came back in 94. I hurt my knee on that mud. You know, Marlin Stadium, it was all muddy out there. Oh, wow. Wet and nasty. So I, I hurt my knee, and I thought I was thinking, oh, no, don't tell me this Japan Bowl injury is flaring up on me again. Uh, but that was, uh, that was it. You know, I missed the one game after that, and then I was back until That's I hurt wow. my foot finally, yeah. Was there a point where they, when they, when they kind of took you off returning, that they said, "Okay, we can't, we can't afford to lose him." Yeah, it's so funny you asked that question because you know, at the beginning, I was expendable with all the other yeah. receivers they had, you know, and I, me back there was just back there, you know, trying to make a play for my team. Yeah. Uh, my earlier years, and then they put me back there at the end as a guy, just basically just making fair catches. Yeah. You know, not want me to return much because I was a starting receiver at that point, and you know, they had other guys that could probably take it to the house at that point. But, um, you know, they weren't receivers that were, they were counting on. So they, so they put me back there with my heels on the 10 to try to make those smart decisions. Uh, but definitely was not expecting me to return anything, that's for sure. Yeah, because I'm always looking now when you see guys like Tyree Kill or Patrick Peters mm -hmm. or even just Sean Jackson. I'm like, all right, they're probably the best option at returner, but you can't lose them. Right. No, that's not worth it. Not, yeah. on, not on that play. It's not worth it. When you're, yeah. when you're counting on getting 60 or 70 snaps from them on offense, you know, you're gonna, you got, what, five, six returns possibly in the NFL. I mean, obviously, there could be a game changer for them yeah. to break one, but it could also be a game changer for them to get hurt on one. Yeah. Like, do you, do you cringe when you see those guys when they're, when you, like, late in the game when you're like, oh, we need him, we need him, we need him for third down, and yeah. what's he doing back there? Right, exactly right. You know, and, you know, a lot of times they'll do that late in the game just because they need a play. But yeah. early in the game, let somebody else do that. They've got enough guys on the roster to handle that, that duty right there. Sure. Absolutely. And then, and then, so what was it like grabbing 90 receptions? Um, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a strange season, actually. So the first eight games, I only had 30. Wow. The last eight, I had 60. And, uh, because of that, you know, all the Pro Bowl voting was over. I, I didn't even make the Pro Bowl that year, but I just went on, me and Danny went on a tear. We went on a tear towards the end of the season, man. And it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, and that's one of those things that, you know, he threw me, you know, there'd be two or three guys around me and he'd find a way to fit it in and, and that was a lot of fun being able to do that. And I think you know, even Jimmy Johnson remarked that he threw the ball to me too much, you know, which, so what? So he just shut up with that, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, it was like it was, a, it was a fun second half of the season. 
And to think about it now, I mean, if we had to start off like we should have, that's 120 back then. And that led the league with 90. You'll never leave with 90 ever again. Yeah, That's yeah. incredible. Never again. So, so for, for how did you guys have such a great chemistry? So for like for current current receivers and current quarterbacks that are like kind of working on it, how, how, did, how did you guys get on the same page so well? Work. We went out there and we threw extra. We, we threw before practice. We threw after practice. You know, um, just working my position in the slot. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of work afterwards. Danny can throw all day. His yeah. arm never got tired, you know. So we got tired running, but he, his arm never got tired. So if you wanted to get the work in, he was always willing to go out and put the work in. But if you're when you're walking around Miami with him now, do people just look and they go, "Look, look, he's right there! Look, they're right there!" You walk around like you're like a, like a, feel like you must be like a superhero. Yeah, he's a rock star. He's, he's definitely <laughs> a rock star still. Yeah, he's that's, got that's that so status, cool. man, for sure. That's that's awesome. That's so cool. And then so I saw so you, you kind of hurt your foot towards the end of your career. Your toe. Yeah, yeah. Once again, versus New England, huh? you know, hurt my toe, tore everything in my toe, um, the muscle, the tendon, ligaments, sesamoids, the whole complex was destroyed, and. Um, you know, continue to play on it and uh, end up destroying the whole thing wow. and uh, never got back after that. And then to that point, did you kind of have to realize, okay, I'm kind of almost ready to hang it up. It's like, I can't deal with this for another season. Right. Because, you know, the surgeries, I had two surgeries on it. They were talking about doing a third surgery on it. Um, they're, they're actually talking about severing the nerve Mm-mm. at one point. So I wouldn't feel the pain. Then, that wasn't happening. No. That's when I'm like, you know what, this game is, uh, it's not worth that, you know. I want to be around my I don't kids. Know if, did, did you see the, the the Tiger King documentary with the lady, the lady who cut off her arm? They were like, "Hey, it's like two years of rehab," and then she's like, "No, you're good." I'm like, "Are you crazy?" Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she, she went to back three. She went back to work three days later. Yeah, I'm that's like, the one episode I did see, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm never." <laughs> I'm like, "It's employee of the year right there." <laughs> so no, but that's incredible. So, so with the stuff, what, what point did you did you? So you said it, multiple surgeries. You wanted to sever it, and then you're just like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I can't deal. With yeah, the pain was so. Extreme. Appreciating, you know, and I was getting shot up every game. Um, and I, the, the next year, I said, "There's no way I'm taking injections in my foot again." Yeah, and I'm not doing it. it. Was the most painful thing ever. Um, you know, laying down your stomach, you know, taking a, a long needle to the toe, you know, and you know, just biting through a towel to deal yeah. with the pain. It wasn't yeah. just wasn't worth it at that point. Yeah, I, I think that people now that we're getting the coronavirus system, they got to think up your nose. I'm like, all right, the nose is one thing. Yeah. Toe, 16 yeah. weeks? No, it's not happening. Yeah, it no, was that, That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. And then so I saw you did a little – You after your career, you, you, you went into radio a little bit. I did. I, I gave it a shot. You know, I tried to do some um, local radio. Oh, cool. Um, I'm, I'm so into sports, man. It was like a natural fit, I thought, for me to be able to go on and talk about any sport, you know, hockey, baseball, basketball, football. You know, I played three of those four in, in high school. Uh, I even ran track a little bit in high cool. school. So I knew a little bit about everything. And one thing I do is I watch sports all the time, yeah. especially to my local teams. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it seemed like a natural fit. But I tell you, man, it's you talk about um, politics and, you know, and things like that and, and radio, man. It was a grimy business. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I was ready to get out of there. Because me personally, I just – I don't take much crap for anybody, you know. So – at some point, I had to say, you know what, I'm 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 done with this as well. And, and then there's Billow TV, you know, did some Finsiders, yeah. uh, and, and Foundation. And, That's awesome. Yep. How did how did you come up with the for your cause for your foundation? Uh, my mom and I started doing a lot of different things down here for um, different charities. You That's know, awesome. My charity work started at Penn State. I was doing a lot of stuff all summer long. You know, Joe Paterno made us, you know, start you know doing things in the community oh, really? as, as, as college kids. And uh, it was so much fun, man, and dealing with the kids that, you know, when I got down here, the Dolphins and Coach Shula did the same thing. Wow. You know, we were visiting hospitals or whatever on Tuesdays and visiting children or veterans. 
so that just continued from, from college on. And then we decided we wanted to do our own foundation to, to actually work with some charities that are like more near and dear to our heart, you know, uh, kids in foster care, um, yeah. single parent homes, my mom was a single parent, uh, or kids that, you know, didn't have a, you know, just need a little leg up. Yeah. You know, so that's why we started doing more charity work and being able to pump more money out to the community. That's awesome. Uh, so we started the Catch 81 Foundation. Catch 81, of course, would be my number. Um, and, and able to give money, give money, give toys. We have a toy drive every year. Cool. Um, we have a bowling event every February that we raise a lot of money to give back to some of these schools down here or some of the kids down here. Um, just keep making the money. A lot of great people that support our foundation and giving them back to the community and, and doing it all over again. That's awesome. That's real. It's amazing. Thank you for doing that. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. And then, so speaking of your, you're talking about your local team. So, what, what do you think of this year's draft class? I love it. I mean, I love, I love what the dogs have done. Period, man. I mean, I, I mean, Coach Flo. Before, at some point, man, we couldn't get guys that want to come down here at all. You know, we couldn't get free agents to come. You know, we can get draft picks, of course, because they're drafted to come down here. But, I mean, to start off with this free agency right away, I mean, he, I mean, he targeted like 10 guys and, and got all 10 of them. You know, him and Chris Greer did an amazing job. Incredible. And then you look in the draft, man, with all those draft picks, I mean, we, I think we nailed it. I mean, we were talking about a year before tanking for Tua. And we didn't have to. You know, he fell to us at number five. Um, everybody wanted us to get a running back. We didn't waste a draft pick on it. We traded a fifth pick for Brita. It's incredible. You know I mean? Nobody's talking about that. Breed it. Nobody's talking about that. That's that. He's part of that draft class. You know Unbelievable. what I mean? And so I think they did an amazing job, man. Got some young guns on the offensive line, with, you know, with Austin Jackson and Solomon Kinley and guys like that. I mean, I thought they did just a heck of a job. And what the guys did last year towards the end of the season, they just had yeah. to fill in some parts, man. You yeah. know, Devontae Parker's uh, last year was amazing. You know, I thought Mike Gesicki came on strong last year. If we can get guys like Albert Wilson healthy and Jaquem Grant on offense, I mean, that's – we're looking good. And then you, then we reloaded our backfield, you know, with, with Jordan Howard and, you know, and you you, know, we, you, know, you talk about Brita, you know, you got Kalen Balaj still. We got Guy Laird. We got some guys that can actually play. Um, Fitz is our quarterback. Love Fitz, man. Just, I mean, what's not to love about Fitz? Uh, we still have Josh Rosen on the, on the roster and picking up two of – I mean, they've just done a great job of creating depth yeah. and competition on this team. That's going to create success on this team. Speaking of Gesicki, do you, do, you, do, you, do you kind of give him more advice than the other guys since you guys got that Nittany Line connection? Or? Well, yeah, you know, uh, you know we, we are all the time. You know that. We're always uh, – yeah, so we, I, I chat with him every once in a while, make sure I hit him up after a game, good, bad, or ugly. You cool. know, let him know that, you know, stay the course, man, and, you know, tell him how proud I am of him. Uh, just a great kid, man. Uh, I say kid because he's so much younger than me, <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, what a! I mean, he's just this last year was outstanding. I expect him to keep building on that. Yeah, I went to the Maryland Penn State game a couple of years ago. Saquon's last year there, and we got because we got free seats. Or not when I'm going to a Maryland football game because this before they were horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. And I'm like, all right, we got to see Saquon. We got to see Saquon. And he really didn't do anything the whole half. And I'm looking at this tight end. I'm like, this dude's killing it. Yeah. I'm like, whoever gets this guy. Oh, I can't. Yeah, get this yeah. He finally I'm started use. He finally started using his athleticism, yeah. his big frame. You know, he could run, he could jump. I mean, he's, he's a hell of a talented guy and super athletic. So, yeah. and what I like too is Fitz gave him opportunities. Yeah, Fitz puts it up there, gives him an opportunity to go up there and make a play. Whereas we didn't have that type of uh, mentality before that with him. Are those are those uh, Tonga Vailoa jerseys flying off the shelves down there? Yeah, I think he's uh, <laughs> he's he's doing really well. Is he still number one with both his jerseys? I, I know think he's maybe. close. That's incredible. And then, <laughs> and then on defense, you guys grabbed Byron Jones. And didn't you get Van Noy too? 
Yeah, we got Byron Jones. We got, you know, Van Noy was a, was a hell of a pickup, yeah. you know. And, and playing opposite, you know, Byron playing opposite Xavier Howard, who we think is outstanding. It's amazing. I mean, that's really good. And then we got Christian Wilkinson last year in the, in the draft, first-round pick. He's just going to – I can just see he had a heck of a rookie season. I, I see him building on that, you know. So it's going to be tough to him to, to have a bad season. He's, he's, he's such a great kid, too. Yeah, that's He's got awesome. energy for days. He talks a lot, and he, he just loves the game, but he's so talented. And, that's, and that was a, that was a big-time pickup for us. And, and Devon Gottschall, who played opposite him, was, did a really good job with Shaq Lawson we picked up. Yeah. You know, I thought we did a really good job, like I talked about. We did a lot on defense through free agency, which is good because you need – I mean, that's where you build your defense, guys that know the game, smart about it. Yeah. And, of course, we stole a few guys from New England, Coach Flo's guys that know his system. So I think it's going to be a, a revamped defense. It's going to be playing some really good football. And then the one guy you didn't mention is what was the guy uh, Preston, the Williams. receiver. He was yeah, incredible. Preston Williams. Yeah, P Dub. He had a hell of a season. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I should have mentioned Preston. Hopefully he comes back healthy, man, yeah. because he he was he was balling, man. And yeah. you know, and he he came on strong with a lot of guys he beat out that got ended up getting cut uh, because Preston was outshining him. He was outshining him in practice and uh, working hard. And, you know, he got hurt, it hurt us, but it also forced Devontae to step up a lot. Definitely, definitely. And then speaking of your podcast, so how did that how did that come into fruition? Yeah, that's a great question too, because you know, we a buddy of mine, Seth Levitt, who runs the uh, Jason Taylor Foundation. Oh, cool. Yeah, he worked in our media relations for the Dolphins, so he knows a lot of guys that you know that played. So him and Jason are, are super tight. But we always talk about, you know, every time he does an event or I do an event, all the guys they sit back and they tell these stories all the time. You know, they, that's what they miss about the locker room is being able to go in there and, and chit-chat about, you know, just anything, man. They just love telling stories. So so why don't we just make that, you know, a, a podcast, you know? We'll start interviewing guys, and we'll call it, you know, the Fish Tank, you know, Dolphin Tales, you know. And so these guys start talking Dolphin Tales into the deep. So these guys started coming on and just telling some of the funniest stories. Not X and O stuff, but just some stuff that happened on the field, off the field, in the locker room. And, and this started catching wind. These guys started, you know, uh, hearing about the podcast and asking us if they can get on because they'll hear their name come up and they want to come back on and rebut something that somebody says or, or clear the air or, you know, <laughs> it's so much fun, man. So it's, it's been great. It's been great. And I was looking on the Twitter page for the, the cover photo. How, how did you guys do that with, with you underwater? How did, how did that – I was looking at it like, this is incredible. Yeah, it took it took a while, you know. <laughs> a, a couple a couple GoPros and, and me being comfortable holding my breath that oh, long. Oh, so that underwater. was real. I thought yeah. it photoshopped it. Oh, oh wow. No. Oh, no, we did that underwater, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. That's yeah. awesome. That's, that's <laughs> wild. That's awesome. And then yes, it definitely so I can definitely plug that in here. And then um I said one last question for you. So when everything sort of starts going back to normal and everything's really safe when there be a vaccine, I heard Fauci talking at the end of the year, fingers crossed, everybody keeps doing their distancing. When everything's safe to do, what's the first thing you're looking forward to doing? You know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully it's around football season getting out there. I want to go out to training camp and, you know, smell that grass again and see those guys, see how they're working under coach flow. Um, you know, looking forward to get my family out of the house a little bit more. We've been, we've been stuck. We, we've been really good about not going anywhere unless we absolutely have to. Uh, my kids, they're just, I mean, they're, they're bouncing off the walls. Yeah. 18 and 11 or 12. My other one just turned 12. <laughs> my oldest is headed to college. So, you know, it's going to be, um, but just getting out of the house, man, and just seeing the fresh air. And, but, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't see much happening too soon right now, bro. Nah. It's, it's looking like you talk about Florida, man. Florida's uh, 
Yeah. Looks like it's on the, going the wrong direction right now. Uh, hopefully they can get it together. Plus the NBA guys are coming down in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's yeah. going to be very, very interesting. And soccer, soccer down there, everybody's going to be down there. So it's going to be wild. But this has been awesome. Right. And then for people that don't already follow you, how can they find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on mostly uh, – most of all of them are at OJ McDuffie 81 You know, even on Twitter or, or Instagram or, you know, Facebook. I don't really mess with Facebook as much. I do, but – you know, I don't even know if I can add friends on there. It's been so I've had that so damn long, you know. But on definitely on Twitter and Instagram, it's at OJ McDuffie eighty one. All right, cool, man. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for chatting. I'm glad you guys are doing well. I'm definitely I'm telling everybody subscribe to the Fish Tank. I'm definitely checking it out. I can't wait. But this has been fantastic. I just wanted to thank you again for taking the time. Hey, man, thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely.